You're listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Hot Topics in Allergy, presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. I'm Dr. Daniel Ein, president of the ACAAI, an association of 4,000 allergy health providers dedicated to enhancing the care of our patients through education and research. Your host will be Dr. Todd A. Marr. Dr. Marr practices pediatric allergy and immunology at Gunderson Lutheran Medical Center in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Welcome. I'm here with Dr. Michael Blaze, clinical professor of pediatrics and medicine, University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Dr. Blaze is going to be with us today to talk to us about allergic rhinitis. And specifically, we're going to review a CME review article that was in November 2006, Annals of Allergy, Asthma and Immunology, titled Allergic Rhinitis and its effect on sleep, fatigue, and daytime somnolence. The article was published from researchers at Hershey Medical Center at Penn State University in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And it's really an interesting article in that it starts out by telling us of the prevalence of allergic rhinitis. And I think everybody sees allergic rhinitis and really should because it really affects 25% of the world's population and it's continuing to increase. It has been estimated that the disorder affects 20 to 40 million people in the United States which includes approximately 40% of the nation's children. But one of the aspects of allergic rhinitis, besides the typical symptoms we see, runny nose, sneezing, itching of the eyes, nose and throat, and nasal congestion, is sleep. Sleep-related problems are associated with allergic rhinitis. And is this, Dr. Blaze, is this something that we've been aware of or it's something that's new? Well, I think in general it's something we've been aware of, but I think it's just now really hitting us as one of the major causes of sleep impairment in the population, as we've been hearing more and more about sleep apnea and other problems associated with sleep in the United States, we really now have woken up to allergic rhinitis, in fact, is probably one of the major causes of sleep impairment in the U.S. population. And is this people who they, they have trouble falling asleep, or what type of impairment do they have? Well, we see all of that associated with allergic rhinitis. In fact, uh, some of the data that comes from the Santos article, in fact, tells us that in patients many times have difficulty falling asleep related with their allergic rhinitis. But in fact, once they get to sleep, they do not have what we would consider good sleep. They have a lot of microarousals in the middle of the night. They have what we call sleep-disordered breathing and obviously snoring being a major uh, problem associated with this condition. In fact, many patients with allergic rhinitis can, in fact, have obstructive sleep apnea associated with their condition. So I do think it, it is important to understand of the sleep problems associated, sleep impairment associated with allergic rhinitis. And I think sleep is one of those topics where we had been aware of it in the older population, so to speak, but in pediatrics, is really one of those newer things that we're looking at that definitely children can have disordered sleep patterns and allergic rhinitis should definitely be in one of the differentials when you're looking at that, correct? Absolutely. In fact, there's been numerous studies that have shown that uh, children with allergic rhinitis, that there is a high rate of snoring associated with this condition. And in fact, we have other studies in children with allergic rhinitis showing, again, problems with, with difficulty sleeping, and then unfortunately are problems with, with daytime sleepiness. And in fact, one of the things that we do understand in children with allergic rhinitis is that they can have impaired learning. And we really think that this probably has a great deal to do with the problems of not getting a good night's sleep. 
probably one of the classic studies uh, was done several years ago in Europe that showed children did not learn as well during the hay fever season uh, compared to children without allergic rhinitis. So all of this uh, can lead to, you know, not only problems with sleep, obviously, uh, but this can lead to impairment at school and therefore obviously have a major effect on the child. I think that's interesting because we have seen parents come in and even patients come in with allergic rhinitis, and one of their complaints is daytime fatigue. And that fatigue really is something that we are now looking at as a characteristic to the history taking that we that we endeavor to, to cover with allergic rhinitis. And, you know, people kind of would basically not pay much attention to it, but now it makes a lot of sense when we talk about the sleep disorders that they can have. Fatigue is, is a major problem. And what we know from data going back to uh, the classic work by Elizabeth Juniper and Gordon Guyack, when they developed their rhinoconjunctivitis quality of life questionnaire, is that they saw that one of the major factors, not only in children, but in teenagers and adults, uh, was poor sleep associated with the condition. So one of the domains that is measured in this questionnaire, in fact, is looking at sleep. So I think we really are understanding how this condition really does uh, impact, again, not only the child, the teenager and adult, as far as their quality of life. And again, one of the aspects that Juniper showed was, in fact, that sleep impairment leads to a lot of the poor quality of life associated with this condition. Even that, because Juniper realized uh, that sleep was such a major problem in patients with allergic conjunctivitis, she and her group developed a, a nocturnal questionnaire that really has looked deeper into this problem and has really shown how nasal and sinus congestion, that those symptoms can in fact lead to significant poor quality of life in patients with allergic rhinitis because of nocturnal symptoms, primarily difficulty sleeping. You're listening to Hot Topics in Allergy, presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, and we're talking today with Dr. Michael Blaze. Michael, when you talk about the, the sleep impairment, and we think about the pathophysiology of allergic rhinitis, what's the mechanism? What, what causes the sleep problems the most? We think that the most likely cause for the problems with sleep has to do with nasal congestion. What we're talking about with nasal congestion is the uh, cavernous tissues of the nasal turbinate swell with dilatation of the uh, capacitance vessels, and it's this blockage in the nose that makes it difficult uh, for the patients to sleep. And especially, think about it when they're, when they're lying down, this increases the resistance to, uh, to airflow and therefore leads to, uh, to more symptomatology. Not only that is that the patients have a normal decrease in serum cortisol levels at night, and therefore they don't get that anti-inflammatory effect. And therefore, again, another reason for having more nasal problems at night, more nasal congestion, and again, we believe it's the nasal congestion, the difficulty breathing through the nose, that is leading to the impaired sleep that we're seeing in our patients with allergic rhinitis. So quality of life is a buzzword that a lot of us talk about. And do you think the, the sleep impairment has a, a negative effect on quality of life? Oh, I think absolutely. I think that the work from Liz Juniper has clearly shown uh, that sleep is a major problem in our patients with allergic rhinitis and, again, is one of the major domains as far as looking at decreases in quality of life in patients with allergic rhinitis. In fact, what she clearly showed is when she looked at quality of life problems in both children, teenagers, and adults, 
that sleep was a major problem, in fact, in all three groups. And I think all of us can, you know, can understand this, rationalize this, that if you do not get a, a good night's sleep, that in fact it makes it very difficult the next day. It makes it hard to concentrate and to do your normal activities. That daytime uh, fatigue, it's going to impair your psychomotor performance. And so all those things are going to have a major impact on your normal quality of life. So what can we do to help? What what do the studies tell us are the most effective treatments for allergic rhinitis, specifically maybe if we talk about sleep impairment? Well, I think what we need to do as far as treatment of patients with allergic rhinitis that are having significant sleep impairment is that we really need to direct our treatment uh, to medications that will help alleviate the uh, the nasal congestion because I think it is the nasal congestion that probably leads to a great deal of the sleep disturbances and daytime somnolence that our patients are having, again, leading to the poor quality of life. I think that, very importantly, is what should we not give patients uh, with allergic rhinitis, uh, with sleep impairment, and one are the, are the sedating antihistamines, because, in fact, they may even worsen the patient's symptomatology as far as uh, daytime sedation and fatigue and impairment. So really sedating antihistamines such as difen, hydramamine, and others really should should be avoided. Now, we do have the non-sedating oral antihistamines, and they're very effective as far as sneezing, nasal itching, uh, runny nose, but unfortunately they're not as effective as far as nasal congestion. We could add an oral decongestant to those medications, but again, unfortunately, for many of our patients, especially in the adult population, the use of oral decongestants such as pseudoephedrine, in fact, uh, may lead to uh, insomnia problems and, in fact, it may worsen the sleep condition. So I do think probably the best medications for these types of patients are the intranasal cortical steroids. They have a great deal of efficacy, especially with significant improvement in nasal congestion, and usually those are my first-line medications for relieving nasal congestion when that is the prominent symptom in, our, in my patients with allergic rhinitis. I think that that makes a lot of sense to reemphasize that, you know, people really think that you're having trouble sleeping, let's just give you an antihistamine that may help you sleep and make you sleepy, and they don't realize that there can be that negative effect. And I agree, I've seen the oral decongestants in the adult population at least cause kind of a stimulatory effect with some people and not allow them to sleep. The topical nasal sprays, people have to be, I think, a little bit careful with using the topical decongestants because they they can get hooked on those after a while and have a rebound congestion. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the nasal steroids make the most sense for patients. And I think the data backs that up from what we've been seeing over the last few years. Oh, absolutely. I think that when you look at the, at the studies as far as medications that are the, the most efficacious as far as nasal congestion, uh, the intranasal cortical steroids are, are probably the top. We do have intranasal antihistamines, and they are effective uh, in many of our patients for congestion, though in rare patients, again, these in rare cases may cause some sedation. So patients do need to watch for that. Your your analysis of this has been really enlightening to hopefully help people uh, consider the patient they see for fatigue and for some of the other potential sequelae of allergic rhinitis. They really should think about how allergic rhinitis can detrimentally affect the person's life and the sleep impairment can be associated with this. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I think that uh, it is very important to to recognize that, that allergic rhinitis is more than sneezing, nasal itching, and rhinorrhea. 
And I think physicians need to realize the total impact that this condition has on the patient. And one of the things that we really are understanding is the impact of, of sleep when patients are suffering with their allergic rhinitis. I think it's very important now that in that differential, when that patient comes into you or their spouse comes into you and says that that patient is snoring, that I think it's really important to look at allergic rhinitis as a possible cause of, of snoring, especially habitual snoring. I think a lot of times it's not recognized as one of the more common problems for snoring. And again, obviously one of the more easily treated conditions that we see that are causing snoring in our patient population. I'm Dr. Todd Marr. I want to thank Dr. Michael Blaze, who's been our guest, and we've been discussing allergic rhinitis and its impact on sleep. Thank you for listening to Hot Topics in Allergy on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. This show has been presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. For more information on the ACAAI, please visit www.acaai.org.